almighty everlasting God, may your name be glorified. In this church, may your name be glorified. In all Christ Jubilee branches, we thank you, O God, for how far you have brought us. Ebenezer, O God, you have dealt well with us. If we are still alive, if we are counted amongst the living, with all that concerns us, O God, we say may your name be glorified. Father, we are gathered to celebrate you this morning. We are gathered in your presence to worship you. Speak a word to us. Let our lives and our destinies never be the same. Let your word have its full course. Let your word bring us life. Let your word revive us. Let your word, O oh God, cause your plans for our lives to be realized. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome you all to the new month, a month of constant fellowship. This is not a time to remember the things you have lost from the beginning of the year. This is a time to be thankful to God for being alive. There are two things that determines the future and the prosperity of a person. Where you are settled or where you can be found or where you spend most of your time. And number two, what you do at where you are. These are the two things that determines your outcome in life. In the book of Psalm 92 verse 12 to 13, it says the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Hallelujah. Those who are settled at one place, they are the ones that flourish. They are the ones that do well in life. Let me tell you one basic truth. Most of the time, we think that you being abroad means that you do well in life. But I want to understand that there are some abroad who are more broke than those in Africa. I know people who are in abroad, who are abroad, who in Africa send them money. So it is not abroad or abroad, America or Europe, that makes a person. It is where you are, the land or the place that you are settled. And what you do at where you are, that determines your outcome in life. Let me take your mind back to Genesis 28, verses 10 to 9. Genesis 28, 10 to 9. Now Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. Listen to this. He came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and he laid down in that place to sleep so it was a place listen to this then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven and there the angels of god were ascending and descending on it and behold the lord stood above it and said i am the lord god of abraham your father and the god of isaac the land now, God was not referring to the place as a place. He said, the land on which you lie, I will give it to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. 
Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. May the Lord not leave you till he does what he has spoken concerning your life. Hallelujah. Then Jacob arose from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. Now, and I did not know it. Verse 17. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob arose in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head and set it as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that place had been loose previously. Hallelujah. Say the place, the land. It determines your outcome. In life, the place where you God said to, uh, to Isaac, settle in that place, live in that place. God said to Isaac, I have chosen just this place and I will make my name to abide there. God had chosen Bethel, it was a place that his name was written there. Many are in this church, but they don't know that their destinies are tied to this place. It is this place that God is going to confirm his plans for your life. Isaac said, God is here and I did not know it. So he took a stone and poured oil on it and said, this is a pillar. And this is surely the house of God. And named that place Bethel, the house of God. Hallelujah. The place that God has chosen to abide, that is Bethel. The place that God's name is there, that is Bethel. The place where you are taught God's word, that is Bethel. The place where God speaks concerning your destiny, that is Bethel. In the book of Genesis 26, 1 to 3, and then I'll jump to verse 12 to 14. It's a very nice story there. Bible recalled that there was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech. Meanwhile, Isaac was in the correct place because he was in the land that God had promised Abraham. Isaac went to the Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Everyone was going to Egypt. Egypt was a place of temporary solution. Everyone was running to Egypt. Because there was everything in Egypt. But God said to Isaac, don't join those who are going to Egypt. Even though you are in the correct place, things are not working as you want. Stay in this place. Let's roll. God said to him, dwell. When Bible says dwell, it means settle. Live in this land. And I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give these lands. And I'll perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Let's jump to verse 12. Then Isaac sold in that land. Sold here is an action. Isaac did something in that land. And Bible says that in that same year Isaac reaped a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And Bible records that he began to prosper. God said to him that even though everyone is running and going elder skelter because there's nothing here, stay settling the land. Hallelujah. 
I want you to understand that you are at the correct place. You are in the correct church. You are the correct spot. You are on a fertile land. This is a place that you are taught the word of God. These are the teachings that changes destinies. It's not, it's not telling you or giving you temporary solutions. Everyone was going to Egypt to get what they actually wanted. But God said to Isaac, I will give you what is your own. I will give you what is yours. People will run to you. You will not run to others. Are you understanding me? It is not those who who run and go from place to place. But those who live, no matter what happens, they are there. I'm talking to you about pillars in the house of God. Let me talk to you about pillars in the house of God. You cannot be a pillar in the house of God and not be blessed. You cannot be a pillar in the house of God and not taste the blessings of God. I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Pillars are members who have settled in the church. Pillars are those who have made the house of God their second home. Pillars are those who are not ordinary church members. They are committed church members. Pillars are those who are involved in everything that concerns the church. Pillars are those who serve in the house of God. Pillars are those who are always in the church. Pillars can be depended on. They are always there. No matter what happens in the church, they don't go out. They are always there. Pillars don't allow anyone to drive them out of the church because this is my home. Pillars always pray for the church. Pillars always give to the church. Pillars are dependable in the church. Pillars can always be seen in the church. I want to ask you this morning, are you a pillar? Or as I said, are you a block or a cement bag? What is your role in the church? In the church of God, God recognizes pillars. Hallelujah. God recognizes pillars. Pillars are members who have settled in this house of God. Hallelujah. And they are the very ones that God blesses. Because God can trust them. Hallelujah. God can trust pillars. Because they are stationed. Nothing causes them to be moved. They are for God. It is the pillars that are blessed in the house of God. Many ask, I've been coming to church for all these years, but I don't see anything in my life. The reason why I don't see anything in your life is because of what you do at where you are. I joined the church as an ordinary member, but I was involved in the church. And today, you are sitting, and I'm here preaching. Hallelujah. When you are involved in the things of God, God anoints you and chooses you and blesses you. It is not those who just are ordinary members, but those who are committed to the church. They are there. They are involved. Some come to the executive class church and they say, Pastor K, Pastor Hesba, please, after the executive class, give me something to do in the church. They are potential pillars. They don't want to be ordinary church members. They want to be involved in the church. What do you do? You have been in the church for so long. What do you do in the church? What you do determines the level of your blessings. Hallelujah. God blesses those who make his business his business. God trusts pillars. So he causes them or blesses them with durable riches. Riches that will change their lives. If you desire to be a pillar in God's house, I want you to understand that your destiny will never be the same. Because you'll be a shock to yourself. You'll be a shock to your friends. You'll be a shock to your family. You'll be a shock to your neighbors. People will wonder, how? how what happened? And, and let me tell you something. The reason why some people go to church and stay in the church for so long and they don't get blessed is because of their attitude towards church. Because 
God knows that if I bless this person, that will be the last day you see the person at church. If I open some certain, certain doors to this person, they will disappear. You won't see them again in the church. So the reason why God is not opening that door for you because he doesn't want to lose you. Because when he opens that door, away bus, you are gone. So God will bless those who are stationed, who are dependent, who are always there, who are pillars in the house of God. Those who know that when he opens the door, they will still be there. They will still support the church. They will still be there. Nothing will cause them to go out of the church. You want to travel abroad. God knows you want to travel abroad. But God knows when you go to ba- abroad right now, you backslide. So he knows that he can trust you. He, can, he will not open that door for you. How settled are you in the house of God? There's some people in the church, you don't even know their stand. They are, they are double-minded. Let me have James 1 verse 5 to 7. There are certain people in the church, they are double You don't even know their stand. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Let him ask in faith, but no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. There are some people in the church who are double-minded. Let me tell you something. It is not possible to belong to two churches. Oh, me, I'm a member of Christ Jubilee and I'm a member of Sister and Soul Church. It is not possible. We belong to a family. Your name is Dickness Mary Clue. We belong to the Clue family. You cannot belong to a Clue family and belong to Safu family. No, it is not possible. If you are somebody in the church who comes to church one time, go to another church, you are not a member of this church. I was talking to somebody and the person was telling him, but Pastor, I'm a, I'm a member of Christ. You are not a member of Christ Jubilee. You come here when prophets come here. You are not a member of this church. You only come when there are prophets. Where else do you go to church? Where, where, where do you go to church? The days you don't see you in church, where do you go? That is your church. You are not a member here. You are a visitor here. Let me ask you a question. Why is, what is your stand? Are you double-minded or you are, you are here? Hallelujah. There are others who are lukewarm. Let me have Revelation 3 verse 16. There are some members who you can't tell their stand. They are lukewarm. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. These two groups of people, they don't get anything good from God. The lukewarm people, you see them in church today. They don't come again after three months. You only see them when they feel like going to church. So as I talk right now, they are in the house. Is it that he's doing banku or he's washing or he's watching football? He doesn't feel like going to church. So that their church going is based on feelings. When I feel like when I go, they are lukewarm. They are not dependable. You see them once in the blue moon. But they think they are members of the church. Hallelujah, somebody. Who are the pillars in the house of God? Pillars are not ordinary members. They don't just come and go as and when they please. They are involved in the church. They do something in the church. They, they are there. This is, this is my family. This is my home. Hallelujah. They can be dependent on. They are committed to the church. I want to ask you this morning. What do you do in this church? In this house? Please ask somebody for me. What do you do here? Let the person answer you. Hallelujah. What do you do at Christ's Jubilee? Because you are here. But what you do determines what you get. Are you a family member or a visitor? Are you part of us? Hallelujah. Amen. Pillars are members who have made Christ Jubilee their last stop. This is my home. 
this is my home. Those who help in advancing the work of God, those who are involved, the things of God, the house of God, it excites them. Can you imagine somebody just thinks and says, ah, I want the church to be beautified. So please, I'm giving you 5,000. Just get lights and buy extra TV and fix the place up. Somebody will say, ah, I, I want you ask to tell the church. So these are the pillars I'm talking about. People who have the church at heart, they don't think about themselves. But God's business is their business. They think, ah, what can I do? I, I, I think I need to get some flowers here. I think I need, let's get some towels here. Let's do something in the house of God. Let's advance the work of God. These are the people that God blesses in the house of God. Those God's work is their business upon your hearts. In the church, God recognizes pillars. God's eyes are on the pillars in the house of God. Because they help to advance his work on earth. God's eyes are not always on those who are self-centered. Thinking about themselves. Is this house your second home? Can we always find you here? What do you do at where you are? Has your mind been made up that this is your place? If your mind is made up that this is your place, then I am here to tell you there are benefits for you. But before I talk to you about the benefits that are for you, let me talk to you about three groups of people in the church. I need you to know where you stand. Because if you know where you stand, then you know what you get. If you're all in a line, and some get 1,000, some get 2,000, some get 5,000, and you get one CD, don't question, because you know where you stand. That's the reason why I want you to understand where you stand. So when people are prospering and you're not prospering like that, you don't question because you know where you stand. There are some three groups of people in the church. The first groups are spectator members. They come to church, they listen to the word of God, they give offering, and they go. During praise and worship time, they are standing there. Singing, they will not sing. They are going to evangelism, they are not there. Church is doing this, they are not there. They are just spectators. They observe. So they come and sit down and they watch the choir sing. They watch everything that's going on. Quietly. They don't have friends. They don't make friends. They are spectators. They just sit down quietly and observe. Give their offerings. And pa, they go. They are not involved in the church. But they are members of the church. But they are not involved. These are group one. They are on the upper level. They are one side. The group two. They are partial, inact- partial active or inactive members. They are members, they are, they are all members of the church. They are members of the church. But they are on and off. They can come to church passionately for two months. And they go on and leave. So when they go on leave, you will not see them three months. Then they come back again. And when they come, they are always there. They are, they are involved in everything. They are there. They go off. You will not see them and then they will come back after three months. They are partially inactive. They cannot be counted on. But they are members of the church. And then group three. They are the active or the involved members. They are part of everything. They are in the ushering. They are in the choir. When there's everything, everything they are involved in everything in the church. The church is like their home. You, when you can't find them, you come here, you find them. The church is going here, they are there. Are you somebody like that? We are going for funeral, you are there. You are going for picnic, you are there. You are, we are doing evangelism, you are there. We are going to Mount Signboards, you are there. You are involved in everything concerning the church. Please, I want you to ask the person sitting by you. 
please, I want answer. Where is your stand? Are you on level one? The spectators? Or are you uh, partially inactive? Or you are active? Are you among those who go and live? Hallelujah. Some members are passionate. They know themselves. They like to go and leave. They come and then they go off. Not because they are busy, but they want to rest. So they come to church and they go and leave. They want to rest for some time. And after that, they come back. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the desire of God to bless you. And it's God's desire that you will be active and involved in His house. So bless you. That is the desire of God. Let me talk to you about the blessings of being a pillar in the household. Listen, don't desire to be an ordinary church member. If you desire to be an ordinary church member, your life will be ordinary. Tell the truth. If you desire to be an ordinary church member, an impartial, you're not involved, you're, you're, that's how your life will be. But if you take God serious, he takes you serious. That's the kind of God that we say. Whatever you give to him, is the same measure he gives back to you. If you want to go to know that, I, 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 I desperately want you. David was a shepherd boy. He was from a poor home. He had no name. David, you can open the Bible and not talk about David. He was nobody. But David was someone who had a heart for the things of God. David was connected to God. The things of God. He said, I want to be a gatekeeper. I want to be a watchman in the house of God. During the tent of the wicked. He was involved in the house of God. God's things excited him. And look at who. And nobody became somebody. Look at David. Look at his family. And who he turned out to be. Listen to this. It doesn't matter what family you come from. If you want to change your level, change the way you attend church. Change your commitment to church. Be more involved in the things of God. Take God serious. And he will take you serious. Because there are some people who are not serious in life. They are not serious with church. They are just not serious with anything. They think life is just as it goes. As the hour goes by, your time on earth reduces. What you do matters a lot. I have time. Who gave you time? Do you know what you can do with that time that you think you have? Who do you give your time to? Hallelujah, somebody. David was devoted to the things of God. Now David became a king. Joseph was a poor family. He became a prime minister. All because of his relationship with God. What is your relationship with God? How serious are you with God? It is not hard work alone that makes man rich. Bible says it is the blessings of God that make it rich. And adds no sorrow. If it's only hard work, why do some people get rich and become poor? Some people can make money and then after everything just goes off and that's all over again. Whatever you do without God does not last. If you want the true blessings of God, listen, settle in the house of God. Be involved in the house of God. What goes on in God's house? Let it be your delight. Let the house of God be your home. Your second home. I'm believing God as the church. Somebody will come and ask. Can I give you some role in the church to play? Can I, can I put me in a department? I, I, want to, I want to work in the house of God. Once you decide I want to work in the house of God. Listen. You have changed your destiny. You will do things that none of your family members have been able to do. You will go to places that nobody in your family has ever traveled to. I'm telling you. Let me talk to you about the blessings or the benefits of being a pillar in the house of God. Understand this truth. You can never be a pillar in the house of God and not benefit. You can never be a pillar in the house of God and not 
benefits. Bible said that God is unrighteous to forget your labor. You are involved in the things of God. You are always in the church. You are working the house of God. Nobody is paying you. You are working selflessly for God. And God will not reward you. Now what kind of God has we serve? Hallelujah, somebody. Let me have Colossians 3, 23-24. If you want to change your story, it starts from now. It starts from now. Whatever you do, do it heartily. Ask to the Lord and not to men. Verse 24. Knowing that from the Lord you receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. I was reading the book of Joshua. I was somewhere and I remember somewhere in the Bible, Caleb did something. And if Moses said that he would give him an inheritance. And Bible records in Joshua that after about 40 years, they got to the promised land. Caleb was still alive. Many had died, but Caleb was still alive. And Bible records that they gave to him the inheritance that God had promised him. What God has, we say that God does not forget. Men forget, but God does not forget. Listen, maybe what you do in the house of God, nobody seeing it. You come to church, you come and sweep. You quietly arrange the chairs. Nobody has ever said, oh, we are due. You do well. Nobody has recommended you for what you do. You come to church, you go to the washroom, go and clean it. Sometimes you go, the place is messed up. You clean the bowl. Nobody has seen it. But you know what you do quietly for God. You see things on the floor, you remove it quietly. You're always cleaning up. And quietly. The one that you're doing for sees it. Pastor may not see it. The pastors in the church have not seen it. The deacons and deacons, nobody has seen it. But God has seen it. Because God is everywhere that no man can be. So whatever you do for God, maybe you came to church, you gave a fat offering. Nobody saw what you put in the offering, but God saw it. God, God saw it. God knew that you are putting everything that you had. He will reward you. When you come to Christ to believe, it is not pastor who rewards you. It is God who rewards you. And if God is in this place, you will not lose your reward. Let me have the first Corinthians 15 verse 58. May God reward you for what you do in the house of God. Listen, maybe you have been in the church so long, you're expecting God to do something for you. 2018, you're believing God to do something miraculous. But I said, no, you haven't seen anything. Just as God told Isaac, well in the land and I'll bless you. I pray for you. From now to the end of the year, may God do something miraculous in your life. I said, may God do something miraculous in your life. May your petition be cut off. In the name of Jesus. Whatever that you believed God for in 2018. This year you will not miss it. I said, this year you will not miss it. I said, this year you will, you will not miss it. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Let me tell you a word that the Lord gave me last night. Around 10 p.m. I was asleep actually. Something woke me up and God gave me a word. God said sometimes... Without the sovereignty of God. Because of how. How. So how makes us sometimes doubt. We have faith in God. But we wonder how is God going to do it. For example, I'm believing God to get married this year. I'm more than 40 years. This year I fasted. I cried to God that God ask for 2018. Please let me get married. And I've, I backed my prayers with faith. And now it's gone. No man has proposed to me. And so God says that 
you're going to get married. And he asks, how? So who would date me and then marry me this year? How? So sometimes, how makes us doubt God's abilities. Because the angel of God went to Mary and said to Mary, you shall be with a child. And the first thing Mary said, how can it be? Since I know not a man. And God said, because listen, you set a God of all possibilities. Whatever he has said concerning your life, that is what you will do. And when God says he will do it, it doesn't matter how, because he has answers to all the hows. So the angel said to Mary, the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. My God, may the power of the Most High bring you a next miracle before the year comes to an end. In the name of Jesus! Hallelujah. With God, all things. It's not a phrase. It is a fact. With God, all things are possible. I'm an example of what God can do. Be in the house of God. Listen, your first reward will be in heaven. If anybody tells you there's no heaven, he's a liar. Because Jesus Christ said, I am going to prepare a place for you. And where I am, there you shall be. If heaven was not there, Jesus Christ would not mention it. John said, I saw. He saw the heavens. He saw. John saw heaven. He entered heaven. He saw the place. People have testified that heaven is there. It is a place you must want to be. Let me have Luke 22, 27 to 30. For who is greater? He who sits at the table or he who serves. Is it not the one, is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I'm among you as the one who serves. But you are those who have continued with me in my trials. I bestow upon you a kingdom. Just as my father bestowed one upon me. That you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And sit on thrones. Oh my God. Judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Let me also have Luke 6 verse 23. Luke 6 23. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For indeed the reward is great in heaven. Hallelujah. Listen. When you become a pillar in the house of God. Your reward in heaven cannot be compared to others. You sit on throne. You will rule. You will be at the right hand of Jesus. You will rule. You will be rewarded greatly in heaven for what you did in the house of God on earth. I see you being rewarded in heaven. I see you wearing your crown. I see you living in your own house. In your own mansion in heaven. In the name of Jesus! Whatever you get on earth perishes. When you die, it doesn't go with you. But when you live a life that earns you a reward in heaven, you go there, that's eternity. You go there and you enjoy what you have lived for on earth. What profits a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Your desire should not be on earthly rewards. Your desire should be to enter heaven. Your desire is to see that promised land. Your desire, it must get your inheritance in Christ. Because you have an inheritance in Christ. I see God rewarding you in heaven. Please know this. There's a special place in heaven for all pillars in the house of God on earth. Heaven is a level, so just as we have Trasaco, and we have Nima, and we have Manette. Hallelujah. 
you will not lose your reward in heaven. I said you will not lose your reward in heaven. God places lots of value on pillars. God places value on them. God cherishes them. God writes the names of pillars in his hand. God anoints pillars. That is why he said, touch not my anointed. And do a prophet no harm. Anyone that touches you touches God. And God will deal with them. When we come a pillar in the house of God, you're like a naked wire. Touch me and die. Highlight number two. God will remember you and your generation for good. Let me have First Chronicles 29 verse 1 to 5. And then Psalm 132 verse 1 to 5. Do something more than calling. Hallelujah. God will remember you and your generation. Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great, because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now for the house of my God I have prepared with all my might gold for the things made of gold, silver for the things made of silver, bronze for the things made of bronze, iron for Things made of iron, wood for the things made of wood, iron stones, stones to be set, glistering stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones, and the marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God. Listen to this. He was making mention of the things that he has prepared for the house of God. He said, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. My own special treasure of gold and silver. Hey, may that be a portion. Hallelujah. 3,000 talents of gold of the gold of offer and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses. The gold for the things of gold and silver for the things of silver and for all the kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen. Who then is willing to concentrate himself this day to the Lord? David was mentioning the things that he has prepared, done for God. Why would God not remember? Listen to this, Psalm 132. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. Now he swore to the Lord and vowed to the Almighty One of Jacob. Let's read. Surely I will not go into the chamber of my house, nor go out to the comfort of my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Listen, when you set your affection on the things of God, God will remember you and your generation for good. He will not remember you alone or you and your children's children for what you did for him. Listen, you must leave a legacy in the house of God. You must leave a legacy in the house of God. Do something, something that you've never done before. God remember you in your times of affliction. God remember what you have done. There are times in the Bible God said, because of your father David, because of your father Abraham, what they did for God, God will always remember. When God remembers whatever you've done for him, listen, he remembers you for good and treats you good. May God remember somebody today. I said, may God remember somebody. As we go through the second half of the year 2018, may God remember all that you have done in his house, in Jesus' name. Listen to this. Hezekiah, I will record in Isaiah 38 verse 1 to 5. Because of time, I cannot read. 
Hezekiah did great things in the heart of God. And there came a time that Hezekiah got ill. He got sick. And when he was praying, he said to God, Remember what I have done. God, remember the things. And he began to mention, God, remember the things I have done. When you do great things, when you are involved in the house of God, it will become your prayer topic. When you are praying, tell God, Father, remember what I did for you. Lord, remember, it was raining. I went through the rains. I came to church. Lord, my God, remember how I cleaned your church and heal me. Lord, remember, we serve a God who does not forget. Our God has a diary. Whatever you do in his house, he records. So when Hezekiah began to pray and said, God, remember, he remembered. Because he has it. God remember. God remember you. Listen. Whatever that you have done in the house of God. It stands for you in heaven. Listen. In your time of trials. Put God. Tell God. Say, God remember what I have done for you. In your old age. When you are dead and gone. Over a hundred years you are dead and gone. God remember your children. And you mention your name. Say ah. Do you remember? And because of you, go do something miraculous for your children. Because of your dedication to the house of God, God will help your children. He will do them good. May God do somebody good. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number three. God will decorate you. Ah, let me have Exodus 38 verse 17. Pillars in the house of God are meant decorated. Everything that you want to do, decorations or anything you want to do in the house of God, they always look for pillars and hang them on the pillars. The sockets for the pillars were bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their buns were silver. And the overlay of the capitals was silver. And all the pillars of the courts had buns of silver. Hallelujah, somebody. The pillars had what? They are silver. That bronze. May God decorate you. I said, may God decorate your life. May God change your level. May God redefine your story. In the name of Jesus Christ. May you be the first in your family to buy a car. May you be the first in your family to travel abroad. May you be the first in your family for your children to go to school in abroad. In the name of Jesus. May you be the first in your family to buy lands. I didn't say land or lands and build houses. May you do what nobody has done in your family. May you do what your parents never did. In the name of Jesus. May God decorate you. May God turn your ashes to beauty. In the name of Jesus. You cannot be a pillar in God's house and not have Bronx. You cannot be a pillar in God's house and not be noticed. Bible says, Mordecai, his garment was changed. They gave him the garment of Haman. When you are a pillar in the God's house, when it's time for the things of God, God will take the cloak or the, clo- the dress of your enemies, those who despise you, and will place them on you. Hallelujah, somebody. As I preach right now, I see somebody's garments being changed. 
when they say garment being changed, you know what it represents. Your appearance will change. Favor has been released upon you. Where men go and they are rejected because of the decoration upon you, you go there and they will stand up for you. Because of the spiritual decoration upon your life, if you think you are broke, you are nobody. But people will get up for you. Hallelujah, somebody. Lastly, God will not forget your good works. The church of Christ will remain for all generations to his return. Generations yet unborn will be told of your good works in the house of God. Let me have Romans 16 verse 1 to 4. The Bible said a, a great name is better than what? Riches. Leave a name in this church. Not a bad name. Oh. Some people leave the church with bad names. When they leave the church, you mention them and you mention the bad they did. But you remember you for good. Because you do good things in this house. You leave a good name in this house. Hallelujah. So I commend you to Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the Lord in Accentra, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of. For indeed she has been a helper of many and of myself also. Great Bristler and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Paul was making, name, making mention of people who had left a name, who have done things that he could not forget. Hallelujah. Philippians 2 verse 19 to, that's a very lengthy verse, but let me roll to um, Second Second Chronicles 24, 15 to 16. My last verse. The church will always make mention of you. And when, when you leave a name in the house of God and they always mention you, it's a blessing. It's a blessing for you and your children and your children's children's children. Let me tell you something. The greatest gift, the greatest treasure you can leave for your children is not money. It's not houses. It's leaving a name in the house of God for them. It's leaving a name in the house of God. No matter what they do, God will never forget them. If the church mentions them for what they did, how much more God? But Jehoiada grew old and was full of days. And he died and was 130 years old when he died. And they buried in the city of David among the kings because he had done what? Because he had, let's read that verse. Because, because he had done good in Israel. But you can't do good in Israel, in the house of God, and not be mentioned. Hallelujah. May God release that grace upon all of us. Let's kindly be on our feet. Waymaker. Miracle working God. You are the one that makes a way in the sea. You are the one that defies all odds. You are the God that blesses men. You're the God that takes them from prison and makes him to a prime minister. You're the one that makes a shepherd into a king. My God, there is nothing that you cannot do. You are God of all possibilities. But Lord, your word says you always search the heart. You always look upon the heart. And you bless according to the heart. This morning as a church, Lord, touch our hearts. Give us the heart that Jesus Christ had. 
Give us the heart that David had. Give us the heart that Joseph had. The hearts that is committed to you. The hearts that stands with you. The hearts that works for you. The heart that is involved in your house. Father, give us this new heart. Give us this new heart. You bless your own benefits. And you bless because of where we are. And through our obedience. This morning as a church, we desire blessings. But Father, we ask thee, O Lord, that make us into pillars. Because according to your word, O God, only bless those who trust. You only release durable riches upon those that you trust. Therefore, Father, we desire in our hearts to become pillars in your house. In the mighty name of Jesus. It is only pillars. It is only pillars that you, you grant long life. It is only pillars, O God, that you reward. Therefore, Father, we ask thee, O Lord, make us pillars in this house. Make us pillars in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus. Settle us in Christ's jubilee. Cause us to dwell in this place. Cause us to prosper in this place. Father, make millionaires out of this church. Father, cause the least of us to own a house. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let the least of us, O oh Lord, be counted amongst many. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let the least of us not lack anything. Father, Lord, as a church, as a family, we ask thee, O Lord, as you build your church, build us, O God. Build our lives, O God. Build our future, O God. In the name of Jesus. As we build your work, as we make your business our business, make our individual business your business. Let destinies be intact. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask thee, O Lord, what our parents could not do. What our family members could not do. And grace us to be able to do it and do it more. In the mighty name of Jesus. We ask thee, O Lord. Cause us to do more than we even expect to do. Give us grace to go beyond our expectations. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lastly, we ask for long life. Bless us with long life. Give us many days. To see the church grow. To see our children's grow. To see our great-grandchildren and our great-grandchildren's children. Give us that grace, Lord. As you make us peerless, fortify us with long life. Jesus, Martinet. Let every expectations of the church, those looking for jobs, those looking for marital breakthroughs, those looking for opportunities to travel abroad, those looking for the fruit of the womb, Whatever expectations that they have, my Lord and my Father, let the expectations never be cut off. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you do what no man can do, Lord. Defy all odds and do the supernatural in their lives. Because you are a supernatural God. We thank you this morning for your word. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.